You are at war with yourself and likely don't realize it. Your thoughts, beliefs, habits, and actions often sabotage you. Are they helping you overcome adversity or setting you up for failure? To win this battle, you must connect with your inner warrior. We all have a warrior within us, one that strengthens our resolve and helps us to rise to meet life's challenges. If you're just surviving rather than thriving, then it's time to embrace the warrior archetype, live the warrior ethos, and ascend. If you are a veteran, first responder, or someone looking to take charge of your life, find your tribe, and then be the hero of your own story, this podcast is for you. Join Mike Kinney and Matt Hastings, two retired U.S. Army officers who served in U.S. Army Special Operations and Army Aviation units, as they share with you optimal performance practices they learned in their time with the Military and Warriors Ascent, a 501c3 nonprofit that helps veterans and warriors with PTS. Well, hello, everyone. Welcome back. Season two of the Warriors Ascent podcast with your host, Mike Kenny, Matt Hastings. Airborne. <laughs> Air salt. Um, two retired Army officers. Um, we've got a good session today. Um, but let me set the stage by asking the following, right? So we've all had days where something was amiss. You know, we've all felt like that at one time or another. Sometimes it's hard to put your finger on it. Something's not quite right. It might not be outright despondence or despair, but you're not feeling quite like yourself. Maybe it's languishing. You feel flat, somewhat apathetic, right? So whether your focus is healing, right, getting back on track or high performance, you know, taking things to the next level, it's important to have a system that gets you there, that gets you where it is that you want to be, right? So what we'll present today is a part, part diagnostic tool, right, part prescription. The, warriors, the warrior operating system is a rubric that we're going to use to both identify the root cause of what might be ailing you, and then also a potential remedy for the issues that you're contending with. So with that said... What did you say, Mike? We're going to systemize the warrior. That's right. We're going to operationalize. We're going to operationalize, operationalize the, the warrior. warrior you know, Love Operationalize it. excellence. So that's important. So the warrior operating system, I say 1.0 and 2.0. So last season, we talked a lot about what it is that we do at Warriors Ascent, right? The healing aspects of what it is that we do, you know, in terms of healing and high performance to get people back on track. So that would be the 1.0. Very important, foundational and fundamental, no Basic. doubt. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, and in order to perform at any level, you still need to do those things right. And that one anecdote I told you about in CQB, you know, what makes us who are the basics, right? So you've got to do that, no doubt. But you know, I'll say 2.0 may be a little bit more advanced in that you know, we'll talk about some constructs that we didn't mention necessarily in that first season, but are really geared towards getting you to that next level. But uh, before we go down that road, let's, let's start out by asking, you know, why have a system or process? Why is that important? And I'll start with another not so much an anecdote, but, but a vignette or call it whatever. So it's from a book with winning in mind, a guy named Lanny Basham. So he was a, an Olympic gold medalist, you know, uh, marksman rifle shooter, I believe. And his story is just very basically, you know, he's in his gold medal match and he completely decompensates. And I think he fails to medal or, or medals far less than his potential, much to his chagrin. 
And at that point, he's like, what went wrong? You know, he did the root cause analysis and was like, oh my God, I'm never going to let that happen again. So they're, you know, forward, very process oriented. So uh, fast forward into, you know, his future, he wins the gold medal. He finally gets it all together and then goes so far as to, you know, write a book, obviously with winning in mind and then based on his coaching program and process. So he tells the story of a golfer who, same thing, was just not living his full potential. And Lanny is coaching him and tells him among many things, but one of the main things is don't be focused on outcomes, be focused on the process because that is all that you can affect. Much like when we say, you know, control the controllable, don't worry about the past, you know, ruminate on the past, don't focus on the future, control what you can control, which is the, which is the present. And he's pretty much the same thing. So the story goes, this golfer's 18th hole, he's got a 30 foot putt to win it. He doesn't know that, right? Because he's so focused. He puts this in, wins, wins a million bucks. His caddy comes up to him, shakes his hand. And to hear the stories, like he thought it was just a formality, like, hey, good putt. It wasn't until his wife ran up to him, give him a big hug. He looks at her and he goes, did I win? <laughs> so that guy was so process focused. Definitely not that outcome focused. Right. That he was even, I mean, sure it was in his mind, but that was ancillary or tangential to, you know, the task at hand. And as a consequence, he, he fared well, <laughs> he won that, that, you know, million dollar, uh, prize, which is great. So I would submit to you, that is why you need a system and a process. And that's why, you know, at least for our part, I think that, you know, our, our rubric, call it cheesy, call it whatever, but the warrior operating system is our attempt to, I'll say, codify, best practices, processes, mental models, rubrics, call them whatever, into a framework in which we can operationalize the warriors. So we say all the time, just real fast, we say all the time, hey, embrace the warrior archetype and live the warrior ethos. You might ask, well, hey, that's great. How in God's yeah, name do you do, do that? that? Yeah. You know, what where do that? I begin? And, and I'd say the, you know, the warrior operating system for, you know, for our part is an attempt to do exactly that and lay out that roadmap. So tell me about how well, that <clears throat> relates to your time in the military. Well, and what, what I do think is they take, you use a system because things you're doing are complex. And if you miss something, you could have catastrophic effect or outcome. So in order to ensure, for instance, starting up a Blackhawk helicopter, you'd be surprised at how many switches and buttons and circuit breakers and knobs are in there. And, you know, we use a checklist and it's very, very, very rigid on what we do. And it's called call and response. One guy just says one thing. Another guy has a rehearsed response each time. Right. And even the crew chief who's walking around the outside of the aircraft we get to the point where we know this flow so well that if something just is off, everybody just instantly perks their ears and something's not right in the system. And what that does is just, again, takes something super complex, breaks it down into, like we say, break it down like Barney. And maybe I'm dating myself again. The purple dinosaur guy, <laughs> the, right? The, the purple dinosaur yes, guy. Yes, I yes. love you. Make you it Barney, me. simple and yeah, stupid. Yeah, okay. Um, to make it easy, you know, um, complex become easy. And uh, it's just pretty, I think it's a pretty logical thing to do. Well, you bring up a lot of great points, you know, aside from the fact that you, you've made it, I'll say somewhat formulaic, you know, but, but that checklist, I'll bring up the checklist manifesto by the, you know, surgeon Atul Gawande. And we've talked about this earlier. Um, 
where he brought that to, you know, the hospital that he worked at. I can't remember if it's Mount Sinai. It's inconsequential. But bottom line is he inculcated this checklist system into their, I'll say, surgical procedures and significantly reduced the amount of infection, complication, or even deaths in some instance. And you might think to yourself, these are surgeons at the top of their game, highly educated. What do they need a checklist for? They should all know that. Much like yourself, you've 5,000 hours in the helicopter. It's like, what do you need a checklist for? You've got 5,000 hours. And I'm sure you'll attest to the fact that no, it keeps me honest. It keeps me on point. And it helps me check to make sure that I've not missed something. Systems also don't care what my emotions are or my affect. So if I'm flat and lethargic i still have the same system or if i'm like oh my gosh i'm like my heart's beating i got blood rushing because i'm in an emergency situation i still have the same system and that's all i've ever practiced so it just it kind of it levels the playing field if you will and we have the other thing we do is battle drills inside of you know crews have them um staff has them inside of a tactical operation center or whatever so that everybody knows right now what to do say a mortar attacks your base and rather than going what do we do what do we do? everybody knows exactly their actions to do um uh, so those systems i think you know it just takes chaos and turns it into you know systematic <laughs> I, I don't know it's, it makes it puts it almost I don't on, work any on, other on good way autopilot yeah. you bring up another great point which is in chaos right when you're Innervated, <laughs> you know, you you can refer to that checklist, and it keeps you on track. So, in circumstances where you know, hey, you're not motivated, you're tired, right? You at least have a handrail with which to consult, right? right? And say, okay, hey, let me make sure I'm not missing something, right? Or or the opposite, you are just so you know, either anxious or, um, geez, you know anything, you know, you're just, just excited, whatever it might be, you know, alarmed. It's, you know, again, another handrail that you can refer to to say, oh my God, Hey, I'm like going out of my mind. All right. Let me, let me make sure that I've not missed something. I would say for our purposes, same deal, you know? So when I say part diagnostic tool and, and we'll tee this up shortly and kind of explicate it, we won't go through all of it. It'll just be, you know, an intro in terms of, uh, you know, what, what the tool is about. And I'll say some of the, you know, the, the facets of it are, but you know, in, in the end, why I find it useful is we've all had instances where I'm just not feeling right. As I kind of mentioned, what do you call it? You know, lead measures or lag measures in the project management world, you know, the lead measures being, Hey, these are the things that I need to do day to day. The lag measures are the outcomes, the results, right? So objectives and key results, there's a multitude of frameworks, but if you can't establish, I'll say, a causal linkage between the things that you need to do with the outcomes that you're going for, you're going to be hard-pressed to diagnose, hey, where am I going wrong? Where am I deficient? How come I'm not realizing the outcomes that I'm, that I'm hoping for? And without, again, a framework or a system or something, you don't even know where to begin. You know, you do your root cause analysis and go... I don't know. I'm just not feeling it, or I just can't get results, or I keep having issues with my wife or my coworkers and I'm blowing up, or I have got no energy, or I can't focus, a multitude of things. And, you know, hey, the intent behind the framework, the operating system is to at least give you a tool 
to say, all right, hey, where? let me see if I can't figure out what's amiss and uh, what I need to do to remedy that situation. So that's what you're looking for, right? Tools and, you know, and a method to use those tools to help myself when necessary. You know? That's exactly it. I mean, it's got to be actionable and we can sit around and pontificate right, and, and, you know, speak theory all day yeah, long. Yeah, theory's but if great. It's, but, but if give it's me not something. useful, right? Give me theory. On the, on the, you know, some hands on. Right. Exactly. Yeah, theory and practice, right? So, boom. right. So this is a, I'll say a simplification. I'll show that, you know, the larger framework. And I know it seems like a lot like, oh my God, what, you know, what is that? Mm-hmm. But so we've talked about mind, body, and soul previously. And that's, I'll say our mantra at Warriors Ascent, very holistic approach, right? Uh, I'll say next level, we talk about, uh, you know, prudentia, right? And we, spoke to that, I think, in the, either in the pilot or, you know, the second episode, um, a virtue, right, that you live up to, right? Hey, prudent decision-making, you know, sagacity, um, whatever it might be, where you're going to make the, the sound and timely decision, right? So reasoning, logic, all of that. Um, body, fortitudo, right? What we're going for there, obviously, resilience, taking care of yourself, self-care. But, uh, you know, being, being tough, being gritty, you know, all, all of that. And what it is that you need to do in terms of self-care practices and things of that nature to, uh, to make sure that you're resilient, you know, and that you've got, uh, you know, the capacity to endure and achieve your objectives. Man, and this is, that's the one that's easier of the three. You think in so? My, in my mind, all you got to do is eat the right food, miss the wrong foods, sleep properly. And I was like, yeah. I think that one I feel like is one you can do something about. I'd say it's more straightforward. You, yeah. you know, there, there are, I'll say, clear lines and practices mostly. Um, but uh, as Clausewitz says, <laughs> right, war is simple. But in war, even the simplest things are difficult, yeah. right? It's the same thing. The concept of working out is pretty straightforward. There yeah. are a multitude of workouts and modalities. You can do CrossFit. You can do high-intensity training. You can do you know, P- P90X, whatever yeah. it is. But showing up every day and yeah. having that commitment, that's the hard part. So yeah, simple right. in concept. Diet, same thing. You can... You can Subscribe to a multitude of diets out there, but you've got to do it. Not eat the crap, <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, and and follow you know follow that guidance. That's the hard part. Um, yeah, breathing, meditating, recovering. You know, those are I'll say not quite next level, but you, you get the eat, move, sleep right, then you can get to that next. I level. think that's what the I mean. Is maybe it's a bigger impact. That you can that then helps you out with you know the the soul and the mind portions, right? I don't know. No, absolutely. So soul or gravitas, right? So gravitas, if we mentioned you know gravity, so meaning hey, the gravity of the situation, the weight, right? So you can associate commitment, dignity, you know, solemnity, like seriousness, uh, purposefulness, all of that, you know, w- with that particular virtue. So esteem, belongingness, and self-actualization. So very important, right? So you get the mental constructs, right? You're, you're fortified, you're ready to go. But in terms of esteem and accomplishment, self-efficacy is, you know, one of the clinical terms. You know, the ability, you know, and the notion that you can, in fact, achieve the outcomes and objectives that you, that you desire. A lot of people feel disempowered. So beyond, I'll say, an inability to do that, they can't even conceptualize of being able to do that. That's where self-efficacy lies. 
But what does that look like day to day? That achievement, which is important. Belongingness, you know, so community, a sense of tribe. Yeah. All of that. And we hear all the time, you know, our, our participants in many ways are, are lacking in that area. Yeah. Um, especially our veterans, you know, but I would submit to you first responders as well, especially if they've separated from the service or right. law enforcement or the fire department, they no longer feel that they're with their tribe. You know, the people that have their backs, that same sense of purpose, or the virtues, the ethos, shared experiences, the other one. Yeah. Right. So, you know, we speak to that a little bit, you know, going out and seeking that out, being with people like that. And then quite frankly, clearly defining what that is. Right. And a lot of people, this is what I mean about the system as a diagnostic tool. You put that into words, kind of even like, you know, the, the, that emotional wheel that Anna, you know, one yeah. of our, one of our clinicians who's, you know, CBT, DBT, cognitive behavioral therapy, dialectical behavior therapy. But the power of that wheel is putting into words, like, you know, the emotions that you're feeling. And it sounds like, yeah, okay, I don't need a dictionary. But, but when <laughs> yeah. you point out, hey, well, hey, these are the words that describe, you know, how it is that you're feeling and being able to very precisely articulate that with nuance, because, you know, anger is different than being annoyed. That guilt, is different than annoyance or, or guilt or shame a bit or, or agitation. It's pretty close. They're all probably pretty much derived right. from, from anger, but there's some subtleties there and there's some nuance. And that's kind of important to know because unless you know that, and unless you can express it, you'd be hard pressed to really, I'll say, remedy that. Right. So that's where that's that was one of those things that I thought was a small issue that became like a big deal for me because definition of words mean a lot. And if you, you know, proper definitions of those things, you know, like the difference between shame and guilt, it's like, wow. I mean, that is, it feels a lot the same, but they like are cousins of each other. So you're not even working on the right thing, you know, unless you know what you're after, how can you define what that emotion is? So I really appreciated that exercise. And I've seen other huge lists of emotions like, hundred different emotions and you're thinking, geez, that's a, that's a lot of emotions that are written down with a nuance about that being different than another one. It's interesting. No, that's true. You know, and then you find, I mean, not to go too far down this road, but you know, in terms of emotion, a lot of guys, especially alpha males will, will, will go to, you know, the anger piece because right. that's kind of, and sometimes, I mean, to be fair, that anger stems from maybe even fear, like fear, fear, fear of loss. Hey, failure that, or failure yeah. or, you know, Hey, this person's trying to take something from me yep. or, you know, I'm being disrespected or, or, you know, am I going to lose something? You know, I'm losing, I'm losing respect, reputation. Again, you know, coming to terms with that, you know, it, it's relatively important. It is. So that is the entire rubric, quite an eye chart. So we're not going to go line by line about you know, through this, but I just kind of want to present that as the model, quite frankly, that lays the framework for much of what we'll talk about this season. So call this a roadmap, you know, call it, uh, you know, a, a framework or a mental model. But this to me, at least is a point of departure for how we will articulate how it is that we operationalize the, you know, the, war the warrior ethos, right? So just kind of orient people to it. We use the same, you know, mind, body, and soul concepts at the top. That's, I'll say, overarching thematic. Below the cut line, right, we've broken it out 
a little bit farther. So we talk about motivation and commitment because without motivation, you've got nothing, right? You can have all the ability in the world. You can have all the know-how in the world, but if you're not motivated to take action, you're not going to do anything, right? So that's one. That's why that's important. Uh, thinking, right? Mindset, focus. That's important as well. Quality of thought, you know, direction. Um, we talked about some of the cognitive behavioral aspects, some of the uh, cognitive distortions that really muddy your thinking, right? Right. That's on the low end. You know, on the high end, you know, we can talk about intellectual standards from the Commander General Staff College, you know, so precision, relevance, you know, so speaks to the quality of your thinking, right? And I think that's very important as well. But uh, mindset and focus, right? And a variety of, I'll say, mental models and tools that you can use to, again, dial in your thinking, motivate yourself, all of that. So after that, I'll say energy, right? Fitness. And I grappled with, quite frankly, and we discussed this, you know, previously, while I feel very strongly that this approach, I'll say this rubric and model is very effective. I mean, we have seven plus years, right? And 58 now going on 59 cohorts of veterans and first responders that have benefited from many facets of this. Um, so I feel strongly that this approach is, you know, evidence-based, right. backed by science. Um, you know, I know we've Lots mentioned that one, that one APA article, right? So yeah. that came out in, you know, uh, a, an American Psychological Association article. So, hey, you know, that, that data set shows not only, not only does it explicate the approach and kind of lay it out, but it shows that it is, in fact, you know, effective and has had great outcomes. So with that said, I feel strongly that, you know, that this approach, you know, or at least what it is that we're teeing up here in terms of that model is, is sound. But to be fair, in terms of what comes first, is it linear? Is it cyclical? You know, is it, uh, yeah, that, I mean, that's what I grapple with. So I've got motivation first with the notion that without that, you're really not going to do much of anything, Right. And then thinking, because going back to cognitive behavioral therapy, right? Your thoughts drive your emotions, which drive your actions. So if you use that rubric, thinking drives everything. And if your quality of thought or your thinking is in error, your, your emotions, your actions are also going to be in error, which is another reason why I put that there as well. Um, but that's not discounting the criticality of, of energy and, and tending the body, because you could also make the argument that if you... <laughs> you're flat, you've got no energy, you don't want to do anything, you can't focus, you can't even motivate yourself to, to do any of this stuff. Now, all that to right. say, for, for you know, the sake of argument and making progress, I've put it third behind you know, the others. But bottom line, those self-care practices that we mentioned earlier today, you know, or in this episode, you know, without that, you, you, you don't have the, uh, you know, the vigor, the, the zest as they say, to, uh, to take on life's challenges. So there's that. Self-efficacy, right? And that's really just being effective and knowing that you can be effective, right? And, and for our part, what we talk about is a managing your schedule, setting goals, um, objectives, habits, algorithms, right? So when we say or habits and algorithms, what is that? System one or system two? 
You're right. Yes. System one is going to be more of a habit-based thing. That's exactly it. And I don't really have to think hard about that kind of stuff. It just sort of happens. That's exactly it. So part of being effective is setting those habits, right? right? Getting those habits to start the day. So what's interesting about that portion of this, of this rubric is, yeah, in the beginning, hey, you wire in those critical habits that are just routine, right? So they're on autopilot, boom. But then the, the second portion of that is setting objectives, setting clear goals, right. managing your calendar and your time to be effective. And that's system two, yep. right? So and you've got to employ both systems. System one is, yeah. And for those that you know, aren't familiar with those concepts, that's in a previous lesson, in the previous or previous episode, I should say, in the previous season. And we all talk about uh, Daniel Kahneman's thinking fast and slow and his, his system one and system two construct. But that's important as well, because without that, you're not effective, right? You're, you are not effective and you're not achieving your goals. So when we talk about, um, you know, b- being effective, you're, you're not. So uh, last or not last, but relationships is another one. So, you know, when we say he conquers, who conquers himself, right? You know, first and foremost, you've got to do your own work so that whatever situation you're coming into, you're showing up as your best self. Relationships. It stopped like halfway through that, so just go back as if you were talking about that quote. Repeat who said it. Repeat the quote, and just go back. What 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 quote was it? I'm trying to remember now. Jeez. You were talking about relationships. Um, man, that's where we were. Relationships and tribes. Um, self, other family. I'm not really sure exactly what the quote was now. Unless you were talking about Daniel Kahneman before that, but I think that was yeah. Which quote? Yeah, it's stopped like right as you were jumping to relationships. Yeah. So okay. you just pretty much start. Belongingness start, and start, relationships. Start with relationships. Yeah. No, that's cool. Yeah, because yeah. I was kind of, I, I, I missed it anyway, so that's great. So we ready to go? Yeah, it's, it literally stopped right at the top. We have a full 10 minutes on the camera if we need it. Okay. Um, but we have five minutes on the Okay. Cool. Ready? Good to go? All right. So now relationships, you know, we, we say he conquers who conquers himself. And, uh, you know, the notion there is that you've got to do your own work because if you're, you're not, I'll say centered and self-regulated, you're, you're not coming into any situation, you know, optimally, right? So take care of yourself first, do your own work, 
relationships though are uh, you know a next step obviously so you know cater for yourself first you know then others you know we say organizations right groups tribe i'll say suffice it to say you know in the end the concept of tribe and everything that we continue to accentuate with uh, the warrior ethos and the values and all of that, as we said early and upfront, is if you're not surrounding yourself with people that uh, share the same values, you know, I'm not going to say the same philosophy. I mean, people are different, you know, variety is the spice of life. But if, if you're surrounding yourself with people whose value system is diametrically opposed to your own, that's, that's not good. That's toxic. You know, and they say what you are the average of the five people you spend the most time with. So make those five people count. Right. So there's that as well. So relationships are belongingness, you know, feeling valued is very important as well. Yeah. And the last one is I think what self-actualization, yeah. right? So we've mentioned that before, but character virtues, narrative and contribution. So we, we talked about Maslow, right? Mm -hmm. What one can be, one must be. And self-actualization is at the top of his hierarchy of needs. Um, that's really important, especially when people leave their jobs, when they retire and they're no longer CW4, right. you know, Lieutenant Colonel, whatever. And now they're like, well, what is my contribution? What is my value? How, how am I going to be self-actualized? What is it that I'm going to do? You know, what is the value that I add? Um, so it's really important to have that dialed in as well. And some of the constructs, you know, again, operationalizing that a mission statement, a vision, you know, goals for, you know, certain facets of your life, you know, organizations that you might belong to, you know, what is your, I'll say your personal value proposition as an example, you know, what is it that you're contributing to the world? What is it that you do that, you know, arguably no one else can do, you know, you, no one else can be, you know, a father to your kids, husband to your wife, et cetera, et cetera. So these are all things, you know, no epiphanies here, but these are all things that, with the warrior operating system and that framework, we're inviting people's attention to, to say, hey, this is important. And you may not realize it, you know, like with Maslow's hierarchy of needs, it's everyone's fixated on food, water, shelter, protection, security. Got it. Yes. But all of those have mostly been catered for, for most, especially in, you know, America. So yeah. why is it that people are anxious or unfulfilled you know, a high state of anxiety. I would submit to you, it's that self-actualization piece, or maybe it's belongingness and relationships. It's a variety of things. But if you don't have a means of kind of diagnosing and saying, hey, these are the things that are known to be very important for us, a human flourishing, and, and I need to pay attention to that one. And number two, quoting Drucker, right? That which is measured is managed if you're not measuring it if you're not taking inventory of that in your life and how you're performing in those areas you're not going to get a good assessment as to whether or not you're catering for all yeah, of that and exactly. i think the the warrior opera operating system kind of brings that to light it that's nice it's I like a that. dashboard so yeah it gives you a, a way to evaluate how you're doing against it you know what do you call it an evidence-based model that's seven years long uh, yeah no i mean i mean in, and longer actually in yeah. other data no, sets absolutely and they're they're again facets of it the cognitive behavioral the self-care the tribe the belonging we see that it again and again and, and we've talked about this as well it's uh you know it's a model 
grounded in, in, in science and research, no doubt. But at the same time, you know, there is a, you know, a bit of anecdotal. I mean, we, we oh, get, yes. you know, from our alum, hey, what is it about the program or even just the experience that you found to be the most effective? And invariably, they'll bring up some things that, you know, we, we, you know, we included, but maybe we didn't think that they were, you know, formative or absolutely integral. Um, and you'd be surprised. And it's different for different people. Some people, the diet is a big thing because it cured their energy, you know, and their focus. And they'd not paid attention to that. And because we made them do it, they're like, oh, my God, I didn't realize I could feel so good. And you're like, diet's important. But of all the things that we showed you, that was like, you know, one of the game changers. And yeah, yeah it is. Other, for others, it's CBT. For others, it's yoga. You know, yeah. and meditation, yeah. yoga nidra to get a good night's sleep. For others, it's just, hey, being with my brothers or being with my sisters. And, and being, knowing other people being feel Being heard yeah. and understood and yeah. no longer isolated. So that's the other thing. It's holistic in that it, it covers, I'm not going to say all the bases, but a lot of the bases. Because you never know where somebody might be deficient. And I don't mean in a bad way, like, oh, you're deficient. But where maybe that's an area of your life that's lacking. Um I, I think it's important to have that very holistic approach um, and, and outlook or, you know, framework, whatever you want to call it, you know, such that you can look and say, all right, of all the things in my life, oh, hey, this is where I'm kind of lacking. And this is probably where I need to make some improvements and then see if, you know, at end state, you know, those outcomes, you're like, all right, I am feeling better or I am performing at a higher level. But again, to beat this horse yeah. to freaking death <laughs> without a framework and without cognizance of that, where you can clearly see, all right, hey, these are all the things that I should be doing. You're just guessing. Yeah. So any parting yeah. thoughts, brother? And then we'll, we'll, you know, again, we set the stage by saying we're going to use this, you know, for the next couple. Well, of Well, I think it sets the stage for the next um, episode is about, you know, what we struggle with is making people show up whether it's at the gym, whether it's at the course, whether it's to do the journaling. So it's that motivation piece. And maybe we got something we can talk about. Motivation. Yes. Yes. Let's do a deep dive on motivation. I, think, right. it's, uh, I think it's super important. Appreciate you, man. Yeah. Thanks, man. Hi, Matt Hastings here. Sending a thank you for watching this episode of the Warriors Ascent podcast. You know, we strive to build a community of warriors made up of our nation's veterans and first responders, and to reach as many of those in need as possible, we need your help. Please just smash that like button and comment or share our content. Warriors Ascent is a Kansas City-based nonprofit that aids veterans and first responders with PTS. I went through this effective program and want those that are struggling to find what I found. Check us out on our website at warriorsascent.org.